Welcome and thanks for tuning in to our podcast. My name is Donovan. My wife Jessica and I are the lead pastors here at Destiny Church Praha. We know that today's message will bless and encourage you because the Bible tells us that the Word of God is alive and active. If you want to connect in with us, be sure to subscribe to this podcast, follow us on social media, or visit our website at destinypraha.com. Let's get into the Word. Hey, Destiny Prague, I am so honored to be with you today as we are kicking off a new series called Chase the Wind. The series is going to be on holy, the Holy Spirit. Now, for some of you, you're thinking, yeah, the Holy Spirit is like chasing the wind. I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. I, I, you, can't, you can't see it. Uh, it's kind of weird. It's, it's mystical. For some of you, you might be watching right now. This is your first time ever at church. You're like, oh, great. What did I just get into? He's talking about the Holy Spirit. Is this, is this one of them churches? You know, like, or some of you maybe grew up in maybe a Pentecostal environment, and this is very normal for you. It's a normal thing. Wherever you find yourself on the spectrum today, never been to church or maybe been in the Pentecostal church or some kind of church like it for your whole life, I just want to encourage you that during this series, we could come at the Holy Spirit afresh, that you would be open, you would be open-minded for God to speak to you, for you, Him to reveal Himself in His Word, and for the Holy Spirit to reveal Himself as well. For me, listen, I grew up in a very traditional church. I went to church. I, I wasn't saved, but I, I was kind of just going through the motions, going to youth group and things like that. The only time in this traditional church you would ever hear the Holy Spirit discussed is when at the end of each service, we would say, I believe in the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. And I'm like, yeah, he's kind of weird. He's a ghost. Is it like a good ghost? Is it Casper the friendly ghost? what is this Holy Spirit? So I just didn't understand the Holy Spirit. So I never even thought about it. I just kind of put the Holy Spirit on a back burner. It wasn't until later in life when I was 20, I gave my life to the Lord and I was, I was all in in this moment. I, I, when I gave my life to the Lord, everything changed. And I was so hungry and desperate for God in my life. I remember that moment, and there was this one time when a friend of mine, she said, you know what, hey, you want to come to church with me this, this coming Sunday? And I had already been going to this church that I'd given my life to the Lord at, and, uh, but, you know, why not try something new? I'll do anything, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just desperate for God. And so I said, yeah, I'd love to go. <laughs> so we get in the car. Not only am I going with her, I'm going with her family. So this was already an awkward moment for me. I'm, I'm in the car with her and her family. We're heading to church. And now her dad leans over to me and says, listen, if you have any questions about church today, just ask me after service. I'd be happy to answer any questions. I'm like, okay. And I'm thinking in the back of my head, what kind of questions would I have about church? That's kind of an odd thing to say until we arrive. We arrived at church, huge auditorium, tons of people. Their worship's going on. It's amazing. Until all of a sudden, right in front of me, there's this woman who, in the middle of worship, the song's going on, she begins to shake her head violently like this. And I'm thinking, medic, you know, somebody help her. See, something's happening. And then I look over to my left, and there's another lady, and she begins to speak in tongues. She's like, and I'm like, hola, como estas? I thought she was speaking another language. I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what tongues were. And then after that, there's a guy 
in a full suit, well-dressed guy, he begins to sprint down the aisle <laughs> and he's spinning around and he's dancing. I'm like, this guy is on some good drugs right now. What is going on? Can I just be honest with you? If it was up to me, I would have left that service in a hurry. I would have excused myself to go to the bathroom and I would have jet it. But I, I happen to be riding with his family, so I couldn't just leave. I didn't have a ride. So we get in the car as we leave. We go to McDonald's, all places, for lunch. And he says, hey, listen, do you have any questions about service today? And I said, no, I think great service. Love the sermon. It was, it was fantastic. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I don't even want to go there right now. I, that was one of the most weirdest experiences for me. It almost turned me off from the Holy Spirit. It wasn't until a few months later, I was sitting in church, um, or I was actually setting up. I was helping with setup and takedown of the church at the time, and we came early to set everything up. And I walked into this room to grab something, and now the pastor and a couple of the other people in the church are standing in a circle getting ready to pray. They're about to pray for the service. The pastor looks at me, sees me come in and says, hey, hey, Daniel, why don't you come in and pray with us? And I said, sure, I'd love to. Uh, so I come and we all stand in this circle. And he says, all right, guys, we're going to pray for this service. We're going to believe God today. Why don't everybody just pray out in the spirit? And I thought, okay, that's just a, that's just a more spiritual prayer, right? Like make it even more spiritual. Let's just take my prayer to a whole nother level. Then everybody except for me begins to pray in tongues. And I'm like, here we are. The cuckoos have followed me here. And I'm, and I'm kind of like looking with my eyes open. You know, I'm praying with my eyes open to make sure nothing crazy weird happens. And I walk away from that. There was, there was two different experiences for me. One of them was really creepy and weird. The other one still had me a little like, what is going on? But here's the pastor who I trusted. He was mentoring me. And so I began to feel a little more safe to ask questions, to, to, to dive into what is this, what is this whole tongues thing about? Who, what is, what is the Holy Spirit? What is this thing that I keep hearing more and more about? And as I began to ask questions and open up, I realized that if I wanted more of God, I needed the Holy Spirit. I may not completely understand who he is and what all these gifts are about and tongues, but I, I just wanted more of him. So I asked the pastor, I said, hey, listen, I want more of God. I don't know all about this Holy Spirit thing, but can you help me? He said, listen, you're absolutely right. This is more of God. There's a salvation moment in your life and then you can have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so he said, go home and read Acts chapter one and two. Now this is the account of where the disciples are baptized in the Holy Spirit. This is the first time we really see Holy Spirit on the scene being baptized with the Holy Spirit when they're in the upper room. He says, go home, read Acts chapter one and two and ask God to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. So I did. I went home, turned on some worship music, read Acts chapter one and two, and I began to worship. I began to pray. God, I pray that you baptize me in your Holy Spirit. I want more of you. I don't know what all this is about, but I want more of you. Would you fill me up, God, in Jesus' name? And can I tell you that even in that moment, I, I didn't know, I didn't quite understand it at first. Um, I, didn't, I didn't even know if it was real until later really God confirmed it to me. I began to, I prayed in tongues in that moment. And can I just be honest with you? This is what, I, this is how I explain it to people. From that moment on, when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, when I prayed, God, baptize me in your Holy Spirit. From that moment on, it was as if God put rocket boosters on my purpose and my life and lit the match. 
I, I was propelled into the vision God had for me, propelled into the purpose God had for me. I would not be here today if it was not for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I wouldn't. I, I, would, I would be saved. I would be, I would be redeemed. I, I would have given my life to Jesus. But without the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I would not be here living in Germany, doing ministry, pastoring a church, living in the purpose uh, with, with a beautiful wife, three kids, if it was not for the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. So let me read to you really quickly Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. This is, the, this is the verse that I read when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, Acts chapter 2, to caveat this, if you go back to Acts chapter 1, Jesus appears to his disciples after raising from the dead. He's beginning to appear to them. And on one, of, one occasion in Acts chapter 1, he says to his disciples, hey, listen, I want you to wait in Jerusalem. Wait for the one that I'm going to send. And then he says, the power of the Holy Spirit is going to come on you so you can be witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. The power is going to come on you so you can. Now, Acts chapter 2, when they're waiting, they're in the upper room praying. It says this, verse 1, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now, if some of you were in one of these services in the New Testament, you might have been freaked out. You might have ran. You might have been offended. But here we are in Acts chapter 2, and they were speaking in tongues. Now, they were, they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard the sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hear them in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Figria and Pamelia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Christians and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this man mean? Now, if you're to read further in Acts, you would see that they were accused of being drunk. <laughs> they, other people thought they were weird. Peter stands up and says, it's only nine in the morning, we're not drunk. And then he begins to preach the gospel. Then shortly after that, they're confronted um, with the religious leaders and then they begin to preach some more. 3,000 people believe in Jesus and are added to their number that day. This was the launching moment of the church. This was the, this was the, the push into the birthing of the church. God ordained for this moment to happen in the disciples' lives. I wanna give you four things the Holy Spirit brings to your life. Four things the Holy Spirit brings to your life. First of all, the Holy Spirit brings breakthrough in your life. 
Somebody watching right now, you need breakthrough in your life. You need breakthrough in your relationships, breakthrough in finance, breakthrough in your work, breakthrough in your purpose and the calling and the destiny on your life. It feels like you've been hitting a lid. It feels like you've been hitting, uh, coming up against a brick wall. It feels like you're in a maze and you can't find the way out. You need breakthrough in your life. And can I tell you that when you're baptized with the Holy Spirit, he brings breakthrough in your life. Let me just explain it this way. I'm going to pull out my my little bag of tricks today. Now, I don't know if any of you have put some Ikea furniture together. You would know that this screwdriver is an essential tool to put together most Ikea furniture. I'm a dad of three kids, and you better believe that I've spent my fair share of time putting together Ikea furniture. We have a love-hate relationship, me and Ikea. Uh, While it's good prices, I hate putting it together. And then my wife always picks out the most complex, like dressers with all these knobs and things you have to put together. It takes me hours, hours. And there's been so many moments I'm just going away with the screwdriver, putting this together, and my wrist is cramping. Everything in my hand is is cramping. I'm like, oh my gosh, when am I going to be done? When am I going to be done? Until, Until I decided to buy one of these. Can I tell you that your life is a lot like this, putting Ikea furniture together? Great analogy, Daniel, right? Sure. You know, we can spend our life, when you give your life to the Lord, that, that, that's one experience. And you can spend your life in your own strength trying to work out your purpose, trying to work out your calling, trying to work out what God is doing, trying to work in your own strength. Or you can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and Power, the Holy Spirit and power. Wait for the power in Acts chapter one. Wait for the power of the Holy Spirit to come so that you could be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. We need the breakthrough power of the Holy Spirit in our life. When I discovered the power drill, when I finally went and bought one off Amazon, my I, I'm like, why didn't I do this to begin with with Ikea furniture? This makes it go so much faster. Listen, you can live out your purpose this way or you can do it in the power of the Holy Spirit. Why wouldn't you want to live out your why wouldn't you want to live out your purpose with the power of the Holy Spirit in your life? Why wouldn't you want to live out the purpose that God has for you with power and breakthrough? The Holy Spirit brings breakthrough on the labels on your life. Breakthroughs the you break through the lids. You break through the fears when you have the power of the Holy Spirit on your life. Just look at Peter's life. Peter, right after he was, right after this moment in Acts chapter 2 that we read, he begins to preach boldly. He stands up in front of thousands of people and begins to preach the gospel boldly. Now, this was the same Peter that had just denied Jesus three times, one of them being to a little girl. Hey, aren't you? Aren't you one of his followers? No, 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 that's not me. What happened between Peter denying Jesus three times? And the Peter that stood up boldly in front of thousands to preach the gospel. I'll tell you, it was the Acts chapter 2, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Peter stood up and began to preach boldly because he was filled with power. 
power. Something shifted. And God wants something to shift in your life where you're not timid anymore. You're not fearful anymore. You're breaking through the lids because you have the power of the Holy Spirit. You need to understand that the Holy Spirit builds you up. That's what Jude 120 says. When you pray in the Spirit, it builds you up. Somebody needs to be built up today. It gives you boldness like Peter had. It gives you power. The Holy Spirit can turn your mistakes into miracles. Your mistakes, the, the three times that Peter denied Jesus, turned it into a thousand-fold miracle when 3,000 were added to their number that day. The Holy Spirit brings breakthrough in your life. I just want you to know today that I'm not trying to hide it, but I'm trying to convince you and challenge you that you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit today. The Holy Spirit brings life. The Holy Spirit brings life. I want, to, I want us to fast forward for a moment into back to Exodus chapter 32, 28. This is the moment when Moses has led the Israelites out of Egypt. They're free from Egypt. Now, Moses then goes up to Mount Sinai to meet with God. Moses is gone so long that all the Israelites begin to say, where's Moses gone? He's not coming back. Who are we going to worship? Where's God at? And they begin to set up a golden calf and they begin to worship the golden calf. Well, now Moses gets the Ten Commandments. He begins to come down from Mount Sinai. And as he's coming down, he sees all the Israelites who who God just led with miracles out of Israel. Egypt into the wilderness on their way to the promised land sees them now not worshiping God, but worshiping a golden calf. Moses, so angry, breaks the tablets of, of the Ten Commandments. And then when he comes down, he commands the Levites to, to kill the Israelites. And so what happens is 3,000 of the Israelites were killed that day. Okay, crazy story. We don't have time to get into all that, okay? But now, that was Exodus. That was when the law was coming down from Mount Sinai. Now, fast forward to Acts chapter, Acts chapter 2, 3, and 4. Um, we see that when Peter, when the Holy Spirit came down, 3,000 were added to their number that day. So good. If you didn't get it, get it here it is. When Moses brought the law down, 3,000 died. But when Jesus brought the Holy Spirit down, 3,000 received new life. Because the law brings death, but the Spirit brings life. You need the Holy Spirit in your life to bring you life. When you felt depressed, you felt weary, you felt fearful, brings life to you. That's why in Genesis, the Bible says that God breathed breathed into Adam life. The, the, the word, one of the words for spirit is breath, ruach in the Bible, breath, because God breathed his spirit into Adam. He breathed life. And then if you fast forward into, I think it's in Luke or John, when, when Jesus then, before he goes to the cross, he, the Bible says he breathed the spirit onto the disciples. The Spirit brings life, comfort, new dimensions of life and peace you'll experience with the power of the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit in our life to bring us life. Thirdly, the Holy Spirit brings us together. The Bible says they were together in one place. When the Holy Spirit fell on them, they were in the upper room, together in one place. 
Everyone heard their own language because the Holy Spirit brings unity. When the Holy Spirit comes, he brings unity. The garden, in the garden in Genesis, there was separation. That's what the enemy wanted to do, to bring separation. He brought separation to God and man. But the Holy Spirit brought life. The Holy Spirit, you see, all throughout the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit, the presence of God lived in the tabernacle. And then when Jesus died, the Bible says that the veil, which is what which is what separated the Holy of Holies where the presence of God lived in the tabernacle, the veil, the Bible says that the veil was torn from top to bottom because the spirit of God was being released and there was no longer separation, but there was oneness. The Holy Spirit can live in you and you can live in the spirit, be baptized in the spirit. The spirit brings us together more than ever in our culture, in our world, we need to, the spirit of God to bring us together. You don't have to look around far to see how much division there, are, there is in our world. We live in cancel culture. We live in, man, just give me anything to get me offended. Tell me something so I can get offended at you because there's so much division and we need the spirit of God to bring us together. People, people that you wouldn't normally like would come together because of the power of the Holy Spirit. And lastly, the, the spirit of God brings fulfillment, brings fulfillment in our life. I remember one time I'd come home from work with my car, parked the car right outside of the house, and then I eat lunch. I go back out to go head back to work, and my tire is flat. I have a flat tire. And then all of a sudden, I I realize I, I can't even make it back to work. So I call a buddy and I say, hey, can you come help me? Can we go to the store and, and, and get this thing fixed? So he comes and picks me up. We go to one of the local stores and I'm from the US and we have this stuff there called Fix-A-Flat. I don't know where you're from if you know or are familiar with this, but you put, you put it on the tire like you're airing it up. It's a bottle and it fills it up with a foam to patch whatever, whatever's leaking and then it fills it up with air. Well, we go and sit there in, in the store and we're looking. I say, well, I'm going to get some Fix-A-Flat. But right next to it was a bottle of something called Slime. It had a really cool green label. It was awesome. And so I'm like, you know what? Maybe they're the same thing. So I just bought bought the slime instead. I go home, plug it into the tire, begin to fill it up with this slime. And I notice that the tire is not airing up like it should. And then I read the directions because that's what you guys do, right? We read the directions after we've already tried and completed the task. Uh, So I read the directions. I read the directions on there. And it says that after you fill it up with a slime, you need an air compressor to now fill uh, up the tire with air. But that was, the, the fix-a-flat would have actually filled it up with the foam and the air. I got the wrong thing. And what I realized was, is that's a lot like our life, is you could be patched up, you can have given your life to Jesus, you can have healed some wounds in your life, but you're not going very far unless you're filled. <laughs> I wasn't going to get back to work unless the tire was filled. It didn't matter that it was patched up with the slime or the foam in there. I needed it to be filled with air so the thing could get me back to work. You need to be filled and the Holy Spirit brings you fulfillment. The Holy Spirit fills you up. You need to move from just being a fixed Christian to being a filled Christian. That's why the Holy Spirit has gifts. Can I tell you, this is good. When you receive the Holy Spirit in your life, he comes with gifts. He comes with gifts. 
the gift of wisdom. Come on, you know you need some wisdom. The gift of knowledge in your life. The gift of faith, the gift of prophecy. And so many of us spend our Christian lives with gifts in front of us never opening up the package called the Holy Spirit. The gift of tongues, it's one of them. The gift of interpretation of tongues. We need the Holy Spirit in our life. And listen, these gifts aren't just for you. These gifts are to be used by you to be, to, for your purpose and calling in your life to impact others. These are gifts. Listen, can I tell you, the devil, the devil is not afraid of a fixed church. The devil is not afraid of a fixed church. The devil is afraid of a filled church. Can I tell you that the enemy would like nothing more for you to be a, just a good Christian, to get by, to attend church, to go to small group, but he is afraid of a church that is filled with the Holy Spirit. And you become a dangerous person when you are filled with the Holy Spirit. The enemy wants to stop you, wants to make it weird, wants to make it confusing, and he wants to stop you from being filled with the Spirit of God because he knows if you're filled with the Spirit of God that you're gonna make an impact in your world. Can I challenge you today, wherever you find yourself, to, to wipe the slate clean maybe, in your journey, what you've experienced the Holy Spirit and encounter him in a new way. Do not wait until you completely understand him. First of all, you need to, you need to know that the Holy Spirit is a person. It's not an it, it's not some mystical thing. The Holy Spirit is a person. I pray that during this time, you would get to know him as a person. You would get to know him as a person. Some people are very intimidating until you get to know him. And then when you get to know him, they don't become so intimidating. You need to know the Holy Spirit as a person in your life. And my prayer today is, why wait? Why wait? Why, why wait till you ha check all the boxes? Why wait till you... Somebody today needs to receive the Holy Spirit in your life. And maybe you're just like me. Maybe you want to turn up some worship music and pray. If that's you today, here's what I want to do. I want to pray for you. And we're going to believe together that God would have baptized you in the Holy Spirit. And you would be just like me, that would be like rocket boosters on your purpose and your calling. Father, today, I pray for those who want to receive the baptism of your spirit. I pray today that you would baptize them in your spirit, God. That they would have access to the gifts of the spirit, praying in tongues, that personal prayer language between you and them. They would have the gifts of wisdom and prophecy and um, knowledge and faith. And God, that you would give them those gifts, baptize them in the spirit, and that their calling and their purpose would be propelled into the future like never before. God, that the enemy would be so afraid of this church called Destiny Prague because the church is not just a fixed church, but is a filled church, one that goes out with purpose and with calling and with intentionality. In Jesus' name, maybe you're watching today and you've never given your life to Jesus. Can I tell you today that the greatest decision you will ever make is giving your life to Jesus? This is the first step. This is the first step in your journey with him is to give your life to him. Don't wait to make this decision. Listen, giving your life to Jesus, the Bible says that when you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, 
you will be saved. It doesn't say when Jesus is Savior. Everybody wants to be saved from something. But when you submit your life to him as Lord, say, I'm submitting my purposes and my plans. Because listen, you're, you're, you're probably in the place where you've tried it yourself. You've tried your plans. You've tried your purpose. You've tried, you, you've tried, you've tried to do it in your own strength. <laughs> and it hasn't worked out. Maybe you're in the middle of it. I'm gonna tell you, it's not gonna work out until you rely on Jesus, until you submit those things to him. If that's you today, I just want you to confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus is the Lord. All you gotta do is say something like this. Say, Jesus, you are Lord. Be the Lord of my life. I submit my life to yours, my purposes and my plans. I'm done doing it my way. I'm all in, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.